Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube Word Gaming Podcast. And each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games. And thank you, Chris, for holding down the fort last week. You know, I'm still recovering, but was not feeling up for it. And you guys definitely did not want to hear me last week. It's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, so but thank you very much for, you know, holding down the fort, doing your own little thing. And the episode sounded awesome. I d- haven't told you that yet. But yeah, no, it was a really good one for sure. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, and uh, he did kind of hint at uh, an episode that we want to do this week. And it is about introspection. Uh, and introspection is such an amazing topic to dive into. There's so many different facets for it. And it it really says a lot and is able to really tell a story and make just really it's what makes you actually care about the tale and the players and the characters and everything like that. And it's such an important to- uh, storytelling tool that I think needs to be utilized a little bit more and maybe studied a little bit more. And with the way that games are growing and evolving, we're able to take nods and bits and pieces from movies and books and things like that and really bring them into you know gaming itself. So with that, we wanted to dive into some games and kind of, I guess, just different forms of media to really showcase what exactly does introspection mean uh, when it is being used as a storytelling tool. Uh, there, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. There's some quote-unquote right ways and some wrong ways to approach introspection itself. Uh, and there are some, there's some debate as to how to properly handle it, right? Uh, a lot of storytellers, like we notice this a lot in movies and things like that, when the overuse of a flashback Right. We use introspection to try and make the characters more relatable, to give them more of a reason for the viewer or the player to fall in love with this individual, to actually care about the decisions that are being made at that moment right then and there. Uh, And a lot of times this way that stories do, do this is by using flashbacks and things like that to you know, show that, oh, they went through a traumatic event or something like that. And now we're supposed to care about it, right? But there's there there's the overuse of the flashback, I, I would say. And we definitely see that a lot in film itself. Uh, and there's another way of doing introspection as well, as far as letting a scene breathe. Letting the scene itself speak for itself, right? Uh, You know, we have moments where there's a lull in the action or you're being introduced to a new environment and the camera happens to pan out to show the entirety of it all. Seeing the citizens walking around or flying cars moving and, you know, the scenes from Fifth Element or Blade Runner or stuff like that, right? Like you you see the city alive and Mm -hmm. that kind of gives the player the sense of or the player, the viewer, whatever it may be, depending on your sense of media here, right? Like the, it's just the sense of grandeur in that, that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes, right? And it, it's a very powerful thing. And it's a, it, when it's done right, it is amazing. Like one instance of it being done very, very well, and this isn't a game, but I, I think that a lot of people will be able to understand this reference here. 
uh, is actually the film Alien, right? Uh, and in that film, uh, Ridley Scott made it a point to actually hold the camera about 80% of the time. I, I didn't know this. I just recently found out about this. There's an amazing documentary out there right now uh, where really, uh, they mentioned that Ridley Scott actually had a handheld camera for 80% of the film that he was actually uh, uh, that he was shooting at the time. And he wanted to be a part of it, right? So what he did was that he actually made it so that the camera never stopped moving. There was some slight movements, even in just general conversations with people while they were sitting at the table, uh, the opening sequences of the camera moving through the corridors, showing that there's life, but yet everyone's still in cryosleep, you know? So like, it, it is a very interesting tool to use to show like movement and to put the viewer in the scene itself at that very moment. And it's it's an amazing way of doing it. And it's so subtle and so light. But whenever you really like dissect it and start looking at it, it's what really creates that tension and makes it feel that much more real. And it, it's such a beautiful thing, in in my opinion. And I, I don't know, like when when a game is able to portray introspection properly, it really says a lot and it, it really just changes the mood and changes the overall feel of the game itself because it's one thing to go through a game and go through the motions and be told that you're the hero of light now go collect these three trinkets and defeat the big bad and that's all great right but what makes those characters that we fall in love with like these iconic figures you know like our, our links and uh, you know like a cloud from Final Fantasy 7 right like why are those characters so ingrained in our minds still? What was it about those characters? Or even you probably have your own favorite game, right? Where it's insert main character here. Like mm-hmm. what what really spoke to you as far as why those characters mean so much? And I bet there's definitely a moment or multiple moments where the game allows you, the player, to take a pause, right? To, to really dissect what was happening right there, to really absorb all the information that was delivered to you. And that's proper introspection in the game. And it's really, really an amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, that's always been something that's kind of stood out to me. And, you know, like you were saying, like a character will kind of be embedded in your mind, you know, years after you played it. It's just like, those moments of like when a character really is kind of like questioning their motives or even their thoughts, it's like it really does give it a personal feel that, you know, say another game that's very similar to it doesn't do that. You know, it's almost forgettable. And it's something I've noticed a lot um, past few years, especially is that there's a lot of games out there that just have very, soulless characters right like Mm -hmm. they don't have they don't there's a lot of games out there that don't have like where they question themselves or think about what they are to the world Mm -hmm. and it's like you know i'm not saying like every game needs that but it It really 
it helps. Yeah. yeah, it it definitely makes it feel more real. And, you know, especially when you're playing a very story heavy game, if you kind of don't have that, it's just like it feels very weird because you look at other, you know, forms of media, right? Movies, books, everything like that. They'll always have that kind of section in their story. So it's kind of weird when you're playing a game that's story heavy and they don't really have that. Right. It's weird. It doesn't, they don't have anything set to humanize the character themselves. Yeah. Right. Like, like a perfect example of that, I would say in recent times is Starfield. Mm-hmm. You like, you just jump right in and your character who is a minor literally is like, okay, cool. I'll go start exploring space and become the best adventurer and figure out this mass. Like there's nothing there. And at no point does your character actually question that. Right. And you need that humanizing moment to connect with the player themselves to, to really like understand the gravity of the situation because they, they really wanted it to be this huge, massive ordeal where it's something like a great mystery of space and time that is scattered across the whole universe, but it feels very small because you're, the character that you're playing as isn't reacting to the situation itself, right? And I feel like there needed to be that just, it could have just been like one or two lines of dialogue of what is this, right? Like, it just give me a little tiny bit, and I feel like that could have gone a really long way for, for that title. Yeah, it's, you know, I think back to their other games and that their other games didn't really have too much of that either. But at the same time, you still felt like you had a purpose in that world. And I was thinking that, like, you know, with those games, especially, it's more so like you're supposed to really put yourself in that place versus relate to a character in a story but right i think back to say a game like atalus principle right where mm-hmm. you know obviously you're you're a robot right but mm-hmm. it puts the introspection on you as a person right it's throwing all these philosophical things at you you know basically makes you think like, oh, everything is materialistic. You know, the only thing really human or real in this world is just our consciousness. But, and that's awesome, right? Like, it it makes you feel like, oh, I'm getting to know myself better, which is kind of weird in a setting like Mm -hmm. that. But it at least humanizes yourself into the world, which, you know, a game like Starfield they could have done something to kind of make you feel like you're really there. Like it's kind of weird to describe it with those kind of games, but I don't know, like having, making you think about the world in a way that makes you relate to the environment as well, I think is also really important. Yeah. And I I think the, what what Starfield and I'm trying not to bag on Starfield because <laughs> we did that for a whole episode already. Uh, but the it's a perfect example of like the opposite of introspection, right? And when you're trying to develop a game or storyline that is at that scale, 
you need more introspection than what Starfield gave us, right? We need to be able to relate to what's going on, to feel the gravity of the world, to feel all the wars and the the hardships and things like that that have been going on for years and years across these galaxies, right? Feel the hardships of these miners and like what what where are they sending their money back to, right? Like that kind of stuff, right? Those little tiny things really do mean a lot, and it it does make the world feel bigger, even if it's just a line of dialogue, right? And the the opposite of introspection is an info dump, which I think is exactly what a lot of these games do, like especially Bethesda games, where you get thrown into a world and they just throw every single thing at you at once, and you're supposed to dissect all that information instantly, but still pick up your gun and go shoot things, right? Like it it never gives you time to fully process the information that was just given to you. And that's a big problem. And there's a lot of films that do that. And it it really just depends on the vibe that you're going for whenever you're working on a media piece, right? Uh, if it's an action movie like Fast and the Furious 10, you don't really need a lot of introspection. I mean, there is a lot of lore behind it, which I think is hilarious. And people really dive into it and love it. But that is an info dump movie, right? It is very much... You just jump in, you shut up, turn your brain off, and just let the information fall over you, right? Or even just any kind of like kung fu, karate movie, that kind of stuff. Like the, you're just letting the information flow, right? Where it's okay. There's a tournament. Uh, his his uh, his you know his master died. Okay, now we're gonna go fight. Like uh, cool. That's all I need to know. We're we're good, right? And mm-hmm. if that's the kind of game that you're trying to make. Like Mortal Kombat with introspection would be weird, right? <laughs> like it wouldn't have mm-hmm. the same vibe to it, you know, whereas like Mortal Kombat using info dump where if you want the lore, it's right there. Just go check it out. Here you go. Here's absolutely everything that you could ever care about. You're good. Just know that you're just there to fight. It's fine. Right. So it is a it's a very different style and it really just depends on what kind of game you're going for. Uh, but I, I feel like whenever you have a game in which you are trying to tell a deep rich story or you have a very vast open world, and I think that's what uh, the big issue with a lot of these open world games runs into. Uh, I would even say that Breath of the Wild kind of falls into this as well, where it's more of an info dump than it is an introspection, right? You get thrown into this world, you get everything thrown at you in the first hour or two of exactly what needs to be done, and then now go figure it out. And that's fine for some players, and that works for certain games. And for Zelda, it happened to work out because the world itself was interesting enough. But for, like, repeat play or for really diving in and dissecting characters and trying to figure out, like, make connections with them and make something memorable, like, there are only a certain handful of games out there that I personally will remember 10, 15 years from now and remember an NPC from that game, right? And remember that connection that I had with them. While Tears of the Kingdom is a fantastic game and it's for its own reasons, I'm not looking at the NPCs as a memorable character. Like, I don't really care what's going on with that guy who's just trying to hold up a signpost everywhere, right? Like, that doesn't really do anything for the overall story itself. 
And it, it just really de depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell, right? And I think that's the most important thing to remember. And if you market your game as a very large story-based one, you really need to do your research and give the player these moments of pause to truly reflect on things, right? Like, uh, I, I brought this up to Chris earlier, but the Cyberpunk 20, 2077 has become one of my favorite games of all time, right? Uh, and the reason being, and I feel like this game has such strong moments of story and such amazing moments of pause that allows the player to really absorb all the information that was given to them and really truly relate with every single character in this game, NPC or not, right? Like, and not just that, but the city itself too. Like, I think one of the most beautiful tools that they put into Cyberpunk is uh, at some points in the game, NPCs will drive you from place to place, right? And while you're in the car, there's little bits of conversation. Sometimes they'll talk about the mission that just happened, or other times they'll say, you know, like, I just need to clear my head. Can we talk about something else? And I think that's such a human moment that is so amazing that I absolutely love. Uh, and the DLC does it a lot, too, and it really makes you care about some of these newer characters that are introduced, um, especially, you know, if you've already beaten the game and coming back to it, you're just thinking about, like, I just want to play through this experience. But man, like, do they make you care about these characters and really invest in their time with them? Uh, so, like, whenever uh, NPCs driving around, you have the option to skip the ride. I never do. I, I let the car just drive. There's little bits of conversation, like I said, that happen. It really means nothing, right? But it's just a very humanizing moment. And it lets me just kind of sit back and watch the city pass. And I feel like if I had just gone through such a crazy, hectic ordeal, the only thing I would want to do is sit down and do nothing for a minute and just decompress and breathe. And Cyberpunk lets you do that as a player. And I think that is so amazing because it really just gives you time to think about, like, what did I just do? And what could I have done differently? And, you know, did I really need to kill that guy? Right. Like, there's so much there that I think is just beautiful in the way that they tell their stories. And uh, it's just it's amazing. And uh, like to me, that is like the epitome uh, right now of a perfect version of using introspection wisely in a video game. And I'm having a hard time really thinking about another game that is this, you know, action oriented that still gives you these really human moments that are going to last, right? Like, this is a very amazing way to tell a story. Yeah, I forgot about those little NPC conversations in the, in the taxis. Like, it's something you would expect more games to have because, you know, there's a lot of those games where you get driven around or flown around somewhere and a lot of times it's just like oh as soon as you hop in there's a little conversation real quick and then it ends but it's nice that there's like a whole I wouldn't call it a cinematic but a whole scene you know mm -hmm. where it just feels real right like it feels like something that you know any of us would go through and it's something I feel like I 
like I would want to see more in games, but I'm also thinking like, yeah, probably 90 or 85% of people probably just skip. Yeah. But it's a nice touch, you know, cause that's something that, you know, they, they didn't need to add, but it, it really helps. And I feel like with that game, especially it, it's interesting because you, I guess when I looked at it, I didn't really expect that. Like, I didn't expect your character to be that interesting. And in a lot of ways, they make your character, I find, very uninteresting. But as the game goes on, I'm like, oh, this character that was somewhat of a blank canvas, you know, gains the personality of Silverhands, in a sense. But... Mm -hmm it's like still conflicting, right? Like you still want to be your own person. And it's interesting because I didn't really think that game would get as deep as it did at sometimes, but yeah, that, that question of what does it mean to be you anymore? Right? Like, like I didn't expect his, that. <laughs> right, like his body still would be alive, but it wouldn't be him living in the bot. Right. Like there's, that's a very interesting idea, right? Or, what what does it mean to be alive anymore, right? Like, Johnny is just an engram, right? His consciousness is just a memory chip at mm-hmm. that point. He, and, like, is he really... Is that the soul? Were they actually able to capture the soul through consciousness? Like, it's it's such an amazing... They went so far... It, it, yeah, I'm blown away by the story because it just asks so many amazing questions. But it it does it... Right, like the story beats really do hit hard. And these little moments you get with Johnny with him just kind of popping up while you're walking through the city and him making little comments about things like, oh man, I used to eat at this place. You know, I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know, like it's, it, it, it made it feel like more grounded and more real that way. Yeah, it, it's interesting because when I first played it, I honestly really didn't like Silverhand at all like i i felt like it was just like especially thinking about keanu reeves i'm like god this character it just did not feel like him Mm -hmm. but as the game went on and like you were saying like how you know you would explore and he would just pop up and make the the city feel alive and remember i played this basically when it first came out so there was a lot of emptiness to the game Mm -hmm. compared to like now Right, And it, it really helped build that game up for me that even back then I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And mm-hmm. it made me like that character more because I was like, oh, they're really adding a lot more personality than, than they need to for that character. Right. But it, it's a nice touch. Yeah, agreed. Now, we've talked a lot about games that are very story heavy and it's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of action that's necessary from the player character themselves. But there's a whole subset of games out there that show introspection in a very different way. They're with our silent protagonists with a game and it could be a very short game, just telling a very quick story that you yourself as the player create the story completely. Uh, which is very, very interesting, in my opinion. So 
I've talked about this game a lot, but you know, Journey I think is probably one of the epitomes of this, it, it, where you are on a quest, right? And it is the perfect hero's journey, right? Where you get the call, you go like there, there's you're trying to get to the mountaintop, right? And as you're going through it, it feels like you're going through the various stages of grief itself. Uh, you have, uh, you know, everything baked into it, and the world is just kind of unfolding around you. And there's just a a, a gentle push, a gentle nudge from the game designers to just keep going forward with it. And it all like crescendos to this really beautiful moment. But the entire time you can play this whole game without getting a single bit of knowledge of what is actually going on. But you can leave with such an amazing experience and you can insert whatever you know, feeling or whatever you're dealing with, whatever struggle you have at that moment into this game, which I think is really amazing. And it's such a powerful tool to allow the player themselves to imprint their own struggles into a video game, right? Instead of it being a kind of forced on them of this is the struggles you're dealing with. There's a rebellion that you have to stop, right? Or like there's a a fear mongering dictator that is out there and we have to take him out, right? Like it, it, instead of putting a such a clear cut like antagonist or goal in front of the player themselves, we're able to kind of just do it on our own. And I really do appreciate stories like that. And there's some amazing films out there that do this too, where the story is kind of what you make it out to be. It's what you need it to be at that moment. And that's what's really amazing about those tales because they will stand the test of time, right? Like that's why, I mean, Journey still gets talked about today. And that's why there's books and articles and things like that written about this game because you're able to insert your own personal struggles on it then, right? When I first played it, I was going through some pretty bad depression and I was able to kind of visualize my own personal depressions on the character itself of its struggles going through this and how difficult it might be to continue to push forward and how much you want to stop, but you just keep going forward uh, because the ending is, it's beautiful, right? And it, it, I don't know, there's something amazing about that because I bet if I played that right now, my mind would go to a different struggle that I'm going through or a different my mind's in a different mindset right now, right? Like I've gone through the, that struggle of the past and now I'm curious of what I would be feeling playing it now. So I, I think that's the beautiful part about this. And there, there's a lot of games out there that do that where there's little bits of lore there just to kind of create the world itself. But the message is what the player wants it to be. And you get to construct it and play this scene out and just live and experience it which is very amazing and i like that has to take some very delicate designing right where it's to not go so heavy-handed but to let someone put in their own personal things right like that is i don't know it's pretty amazing i feel like it also really depends on the environment of the place right like say how like in journey you're you're kind of battling but also living in that environment, right? Like it, it's, it's a struggle weird. from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. It, it's weird because 
I mean, yeah, there's little bits that you can kind of understand the story a little bit better, but it's basically, oh, like it, you come to the conclusion, like on your own a little bit. And it, it's interesting because it's one of those stories where, you know, it's going to be different from someone else, right? What they got mm-hmm. from it. And when I played journey, it was more so like, I remember always, I didn't play when it came out. I played it years later and I went into it thinking, okay, like I'm going to go into this blind. I remember hearing you talk about it and I was like, okay, I'll finally like actually sit down and pay attention to it. And it was interesting because I felt like I got a very different idea from it. But at the same time, it also like, it's like it's hard to describe what I felt from it, but I did feel very like connected to it. And mm-hmm. I think it's because of that struggle that, you know, your character goes through to get to the end that mm-hmm. you don't see often, right? Like you see it in, you know, some walking sim kind of games, but it's more so like those characters you play as already have a backstory right they already have like you look at firewatch there's already a story there you already know why you're there you look at you know what remains of edith finch like all of those have like they had lives before they had lives before they didn't have a life that you're kind of thinking about and it's interesting because i feel like a lot of games have tried to mimic that idea that journey had and in my opinion i feel like none have really come that close Mm -hmm. in a sense where it's very like minimal you know i I used to think about like that with shadow of the colossus or stuff like that and to me i feel like maybe the closest i've gotten to that feeling was with jason recently Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about with this episode, the more I was like, you know what? Like a lot of this from that game feels a lot like Journey, even though it's a very different idea. A lot of the same struggles, a lot of the same kind of thoughts come back to me that I felt with Journey, right? Your character's on an uphill struggle. It's not as it's desolate but in a different way right like and just saw you're climbing this mountain and the whole world there's no water right basically the planet is barren mm-hmm. nothing is really explained why it's like that and you know your character's silent you don't know who they really are at all and you have your little like sidekick creature that floats on your back And there's lore around, right? Like, you climb this mountain, and there's just, like, you can tell people had lived on this spire at some point with all these homes carved into the mountain. But everyone's gone because they were hoping to find, you know, water or a better place. And throughout the story, like, you'll see, like, logs where it's like, oh, like, this is what this kind of person lived here and what they did and what they thought before they left. 
And it's interesting because, I mean, you can go the whole game not even reading those and still kind of get an idea, but nothing is really explained why any of this happened. And it's kind of left up to, like, your thoughts on it. But what I liked about it is that if you actually went deeper inside of this spire, you'll find shrines and you'll find, like, some really weird and obscure things if you're willing to kind of go off the beaten path, which with the climbing, you know, a lot of games have it where it's very obvious how you climb. But this game in some ways doesn't do that. You have to kind of like put your stake in the wall, climb down, and find it. But when you do find these places, it it creates more meaning to the world that you're in. And to me, it started making me, it made me think like, oh, like you're trying to climb to this top of the mountain, but you don't know really what's up there. You don't know why you're doing it, but you just are, right? You're persevering through all these struggles. And I remember even there's one point in there that reminded me of Journey a lot, how there was that part where all the snow or the wind kept pushing you back, right? Oh, that part hit way too hard for me when I was playing Journey. <laughs> and something like that happened in Jusant where it's rain and it, it, it hits you with waves. And I was like, oh my God, like it, it's interesting because to me, what I got from it was like, you know, you don't know what's over, over the wall but you're determined that it's going to be better than where you're at right now. And mm -hmm. I didn't go into the game expecting that at all. I thought it was just going to be a fun climbing game, you know, that looks beautiful, which it is. I mean, it, it, it's gorgeous. And the gameplay was amazing. Like, the climbing was tight. But it really surprised me because I did not go in expecting, like, the a great story and you know i think that's something i like about these games is that you kind of create your version of a story in your head but the more important part of it is like what did i get out of it and mm -hmm. i don't know it, it kind of hit me because i was like oh yeah like you know sometimes we don't we don't know what we want but we should still keep going and fighting just because you never know. It, it could be something great at the end of that tunnel or whatever it is you're going through. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you guys enjoyed our little conversation here as we dove into introspection in games, media, stories, all of that. Uh, it's such a powerful tool to really just interject your own mindset, what you're going through, being able to actually relate to the characters that you're playing, that you're reading, that you're viewing, all of those things. Uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, and what's some of your favorite games that you were able to really dive into and really connect with the players? And at what moment did you feel that connection? Uh, we want to hear it. So let us know on the socials and all that. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week uh, with some more games and all that good stuff in between. But until then, Bye for now.